France made the FIFA World Cup final for the second straight edition of the tournament after knocking out the African dark horse Morocco. Now they have only one more opponent, Argentina, in their way to defending the title. As for Morocco, they have every reason to be proud of themselves after beating so many strong teams and injuries in the World Cup. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. So first, the the first goal that France scored, I watched the replay. But how significant do you think that goal was? I well, I thought that was that was major because it showed France's will to attack, and it showed that they have basically learned from the remainder of the teams that Morocco faced because. Basically, they hit hard. They hit early. They didn't give Morocco time to establish their style of play. But it also showed that the way this France team works is you compare it to Spain, where they were just Morocco would back up with the low block, and Spain would pass and pass and pass and pass, looking for an opening. You compare it to Portugal, where it was pass, pass, find an opening, shoot. Start again. With this, it was basically an assault where everyone's intention was just to keep the ball alive. So it went from Griezmann over to Mbappe, um, over to Teo Hernandez, who was just sprinting up the back from the, from his left back position. And a thing that was very noticeable as well is that this Morocco side, I think they'd set up incorrectly. Because as soon as that ball reaches Mbappe's foot, he's surrounded by six players, ish, mm-hmm. and instead of kind of forming this solid wall that they'd done before, it reminded me of South Korea when everyone just kind of ran towards um, Neymar and left Richarlison open for those goals. They completely circled Mbappe, who, like I say, kept the ball alive. Instead of going for the goal, he moved it along to the. Where the players had all just been sucked away from, and they got to Teo Hernandez, and his goal was remarkable. And when you watch it on the replay, mm. it's still so high up in the air that he has to jump and like kick from higher than his shoulder. Yeah, and I don't know what Bono was doing because instead of closing him down, I think he was expecting, I don't know, like the ball not to have enough pace or for it to be a case of. Hernandez is knocking it back in for, say, Graysman or someone. Instead, he got that fantastic finish on it. And then at 1-0 up, after only five minutes, well, that means Morocco can't really play the style they want to, where they want to sit back. But also, it established France as being allowed to play their style of play, mm-hmm. which is to just give up the ball. Like, let, let Morocco do what they want, knowing full well that Hernandez, Konate, Chuameni, like that everyone in that middle, in that back line, that holding midfield is going to intercept the ball and recycle it. So Dembele, Graceman, whoever can do something with it. And Morocco are very clearly not used to having that. They're used to, when they move the ball, they do it quickly because they're so used to being closed down. So what you ended up with in a lot of these cases is they'd set up with so many at the back and so much space to run into that the ball was ending up at guys like Hakim Ziyech or Bufal on the left, and they were just running into space with no one to support them, 
with France suddenly surrounding them. And they had several okay-ish chances, but there is a reason why it looked like a lot of struggle when previously it looked pretty poetic. And then heading the other way, Giroud clipped the post. Um, Dembele and Griezmann and Mbappe all linked up incredibly well. Um, later on, when Giroud was basically too tired and swapped out for Mouani, I believe it was, and it was Turam mm-hmm. yeah. first, yeah. When Turam came on, suddenly Mbappe moved into a more central area, perhaps to play him on, perhaps just to modify the formation. And by being more central, he was just causing trouble nonstop, which when you already have Antoine Griezmann in that position, who isn't necessarily hunting for goals, but is willing to just move the ball, play people in, having two of those with Mbappe and Griezmann, it was simply too much for this, this already fairly weakened Moroccan side to cope with. And even though it was 2-0 rather than 3-4-5, which I suspect would have happened if Benzema was playing, mm-hmm. still being 2-0, this was France in control from minute one to minute 90. That's true. Uh, which of the two do you think performed better? Uh, Antoine Griezmann, who set up a lot of things, a lot of opportunities in the midfield, or Kylian Mbappe, who has been... A huge distraction to Morocco's defenders the whole time. I think it was Graceman throughout for me. Like we've said several times now, for me, he's the best player of the team, best player of the tournament. When, if let's say if they win the final, I think he has like man of the tournament nailed on at this point. But when Mbappe floated into the center towards the back half an hour and was no longer entirely a threat on the left but now willing to play guys like uh, Turam in to be more of a threat rather than just a goal hanger so to speak Mm -hmm. that showed a lot of maturity and it showed that he can cause trouble wherever he goes because he's so quick and has so much accuracy that even if he's not aiming for goal Mm -hmm. and he's aiming to link up with Giroud, link up with Chouameni, whoever is there that shows that he can be threatening whatever he's doing. Mm. Uh, do you remember when Mbappe, in the first half this year, or before the World Cup, he had trouble with his teammates in PSG? One of the mm. problems is that he didn't want to play number nine center. He wanted to go in the left. And now in front in the French national team, he hasn't scored in the past two games, but the team won and two very important wins. I totally agree with you when you say he it showed a lot of maturity in him. And do you think he did that on purpose and he's willing to do so on his way along with the national team? I think so. Like That's the thing with this team, particularly this year. There was so much drama going into it. And as far as I can tell, I haven't heard a single story or rumor about anyone falling out or anything happening at the French training camp. And you consider that France are the first team since Brazil in the 60s to win back-to-back if they do it. They can end the messy narrative if they do it. There's so much at stake that whether this is Deschamps, whether this is the French, French Football Federation higher up, whether it's the players themselves, there's definitely been a conscious decision from the start of this tournament up until now to put all of that aside because when they work together like this, when they are less willing to 
be I'm the star, no, I'm the star, I'm the guy who everyone's relying on, to instead be like, well, yes, you rely on me because you scored the goals, I'll be the midfield, and Fofana can be the, the holding midfield, whatever you want to say. It feels like everything has been put aside because they're on the verge of making history. Mm. Since you mentioned Fofana, um, France didn't really start uh, Rabiot. Instead, they put Fofana there. I think maybe they want to count on him for his cutting ability, like a block, like a wall in the midfield together with Chouamini. Is that very important in this win? I think so. I think so, because the whole thing, the, the whole way they were set up was just to keep the Moroccan side from moving out as, as freely as they have done previously. And that's probably Morocco's fault as well for setting up with so many at the back. But then getting injured so quickly because their bench simply doesn't have the depth. But the thing is, with Rabio is he was, you know, he got the penalty mm. in the England game. He wasn't supposed to be in that position in the first place. Um, this France side hasn't really been into making substitutions or rotating. They've just been letting the guys play. I get the feeling that he has stood out as like a sore thumb, so to speak. He's been a guy who has given away fouls, given away penalties, made mistakes throughout. Uh, putting Fofana back in with Chouameni and that two in the holding midfields area, I think that was very important, not just from what they can do, but simply they, they weren't in the position to make mistakes and Rabiot was just simply caused too many. That's true. Before Moani's second goal, also uh, after... The first goal, Teo scored in the first half. There was a, like 30 minutes or 40 minutes during which Morocco were on the attacking side and they kept threatening the goal of the of France side. But from the second half, I don't. Maybe it's Deschamps who decided that, okay, we can't just be in siege like this. We can't just afford to be attacked all the time. And then he decided to pull it a little bit further so Morocco would not be so invested in attacking. But before that happened, do you think Morocco actually had the chance to tie the score? I, I think so, because not only is the 1-0 lead not enough for a team like France against a team like Morocco, you could see that the way that um, Morocco were threatening, there, was a, there were goals in it. It's just a case of, like I say, they had overloaded themselves at the back because they were so scared of the French front three just storming through. That left the players who have been so good so pre so previously, like Nesri, for example, basically completely on, on their own. They were so reliant on Ziyech and Hakimi out on the right that all their threats were coming from that one linear direction. And very quickly, France learned that they could just hunker down and prevent those guys from going through and it led to these weird situations where you would end up with Unai perhaps or someone being through realizing what was happening then pass all the way across to Amrabat perhaps I think I forget who it was who was through but it was two or three times where there was a scramble in the box and instead of taking it on the first touch they would pass it through almost as if to say well, Ziyech and Nesri have been our goal scorers in the past. We need them to do it again. And by closing them down, by making sure that Morocco had to take the extra touch, had to 
play it through the box rather than just directly into the goal. France prevented them from being a real attacking side. You know, we talk about the threat they were under and the um, amount of shots they had. But in reality, Hugo Lloris didn't have to do much. I want to say by the end of the first half, when, like you say, that half-hour period had passed, Two shots on goal, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, two shots. They were, they were being, they were getting through, but then they weren't doing much with it, and that made me think that yes, in the second half, France knew Morocco were threatening, but they weren't deadly. So, don't let them have too many chances, but you can just let them punch themselves out, so to speak. That's true.、Uh, if you have to say pick one from the French squad in this game that was not performing well and. Maybe shouldn't appear in the starting lineup anymore. You have any、uh, option, or if you don't, it's okay. Well, that's that's the thing. This team felt a lot more complete、mm. than they had previously.、Um, I think there is a reason why、uh, Didier Deschamps is not rotating the players. Is you know you have five substitutions in this tournament. Yeah, he made one against England, two here.、Um, I'd say that in terms of the the way this team is set up, I feel like Dembele is a little bit lost out there on the right、mm-hmm. because he has not too much of an impact. Like Giroud clipped the bar,、um, he's always been a threat. He scored against England. Dembele feels a bit wasted because Griezmann is doing all the ball carrying throughout the midfield. He's A solid player, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't really add much out on that right wing. I'd suspect they need to. I don't know. To be fair, I feel like perhaps that's more of a sign of the team being more center, center left focused because they've swapped him out several times. Be it for Kingsley Coman, be it in this case for Muani, he got the goal after forty four seconds just by steaming in from Mbappe carrying the ball all the way to the box. But the right side of the French team, they don't really offer too much in this tournament. That's true. I also saw that Dembele was not just in this game; in the game against England, like you mentioned, he was maybe not invisible, but he didn't appear as much as Mbappe or Griezmann did on camera.、Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of a luxury for France because. Uh, they have Mbappe on the left. They have Giroud. They have Griezmann in the middle. So they can't afford to just leave Dembele there without really passing him the ball too much or making him do too much. But for their opponents, they will always have someone watch out for his speed, his penetration.、Mm-hmm. He's so sharp that even if you just look away for one second, he could cause you trouble. So I don't know if Dembele now is happy or okay with that, like being. Playing like a real distraction on there, but as long as he doesn't cause trouble and he stays there, he can actually already shoulder some of the pressure, defensive pressure, of course, off his teammates. And I think that's a good thing. Well, that, that's I'm just looking now at like who they had on the bench, and on that entire right side, they could have replaced the players with Kingsley Coman.、Mm. They could have replaced them with Eduardo Camavinga stepping in for Rafa Varane. Benjamin Pavard for Koundé, like there's so much that could have been changed here, and they didn't. They didn't need it. You know, you to, like I say, Kamavinga, star player, incredible centre midfield, would have been fantastic at helping Griezmann move the ball. Maybe stepped in for for Ran or for Fana. 
If not, you could have had uh, William Saliba stepping in for Varane and Konate, whatever. There's basically an entire second squad available on the bench, and we've barely seen half of these players. And while you think, like, yeah, that's kind of a waste, they aren't being used, if you are someone like Dembele, who you can say invisible, but he's played basically every game, and now they're in the final, something correct is happening out there. Mm. Uh Whether they whether Morocco finish third or fourth, depending on the coming game on Saturday, do, how much do you rate their performance so far in the World Cup after the you know his, history making performance? Well, it's to be honest, it's very quite impressive because there's typically a team who surprises everyone and gets fairly deep into a tournament, but typically that'll be because they faced weaker opposition. Or there were injuries, or quite simply, luck went their way. You look at how this Morocco team has got here, be it topping their group, which had Croatia in it, had Belgium in it, had Canada in it. Canada, yes, not really favoured, but they gave everyone a fight. Beat Spain, beat Portugal. Like this team has totally earned its place as it stands. Now, I think what they have to do is consolidate this because they've proven they can do it. No one's going to look back and say they got a lucky result at any step at the step of the way. I feel like now what they need to do is consolidate this and build for future tournaments, especially if they want to be hosts. Because I was reading that they've applied to host it five separate times, mm. and each time it's being turned down. Now that they've proven that they are a footballing nation who can make an impact, and you look at the team and they can do that throughout Premier League, throughout La Liga, throughout Ligue 1. I feel like now this is if they can build from this. Perhaps the dawning of Morocco being a major player on the African football scene and on the global football scene too.、Mm. Do you think their success is repeatable for other African teams? That this is the way they can learn. Yeah, that that's it. The solidified nature of the defense is something that very few teams were expecting, and pretty much nobody knew how to break down. Even France had a lot of difficulties breaking it down after that opening surge, which, in many ways, you could say caught Morocco by surprise rather、mm. than broke them down. So I feel like this、uh, can be used as an example. It's just a case of can teams build from it with the budgets they have, with the federations they're playing in, and also I think this is perhaps a sign with French football that not French football with. African football, because you think of the other teams that typically do well, your Ghana's,、um, who typically come from the Western、mm-hmm. parts of Africa,、yeah. um, whereas this is now the North side, and you can put that alongside, say, Egypt, who they weren't here, but but they got to the final against Senegal again with the West African side on the back. Of、um, Mo Salah,、mm-hmm. so it seems to me that African football, if it is going to be a powerhouse in the future, I feel like the North and African sides are going to start to dominate, while the West African sides slightly fall apart. That's true. I agree, and yeah, I totally agree. And I think so much for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next tomorrow. See ya. Speak to you then. Bye bye.